people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brothers Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Good day, family, and we're glad to have you with us in our quest to keep the focus on Black economic empowerment and critical thinking. We always appreciate your time and your comments and for continuing to grow the Brothers Talk family by spreading the word. If you're new to the podcast, welcome and check out our national campaign, Relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide, where we're keeping the emphasis on taking control of our communities one household at a time with each and every one of us doing our part to support and launch Black businesses. Also, check out our Facebook groups with over 4,000 members, which also includes hashtag Black Dollars Matters with hundreds of stories of Black entrepreneurs and Black success stories. The recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic is still a work in progress. So if you haven't gotten your vaccination, be sure to get it. And if you have, then encourage others to do the same so that we can safely get back to a sense of the new normal. And if you're a parent, guardian, educator, we recommend our newest Facebook group, Black Parent University, which focuses on bringing Black parents and educators together to help advocate for our kids and their parents in dealing with an educational system that continues to fail our children, undermining their chances for future success. That's Black Parent University on Facebook. And one more thing, check out the hour-long The Brothers Talk Show airing Saturday and Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on the TV streaming service, M24 News. And now, my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Thank you for your continued support. I know right now there's a lot of confusion out there about whether or not to wear the mask. What I'm saying is, when in doubt, wear your mask. Be smart. And don't buy into all of the propaganda that you see and hear I hear about, about the vaccine and about wearing the mask. You know, what I ask you to do is use your own common sense. This thing has killed almost 600,000 people. So you got to get vaccinated and you need to continue to wear your mask until it's safe. Norm? Thanks, Scott. I just wanted to say, uh, brothers and sisters, we have to unite and support the Palestinians at this point. We as a people have to unite in this country and all over this globe to support and fight our oppressors. We will start here with this program every week, trying to get everyone on point so we can move forward towards this goal. Peace. With the NBA playoffs in full swing as we broadcast this, we've made no secret of our dislike of the current model of professional sports, mainly because we grew up during a time when the concept of sport was more pure. It wasn't perfect by any means, but it was more about true competition and at least the attempt to keep the playing field level. You grew up playing in your own neighborhoods and competing against other neighborhoods at the local gyms and parks to learn the games at the most basic fundamental level. There were many opportunities for you to develop your skills through competition that determined if you were serious and wanted it bad enough, and if you didn't, you simply played for fun. 
That all changed when the emphasis moved away from sport to entertainment. I first noticed it when something called ESPN came along and not SEPN, meaning ESPN stands for Entertainment Sports Programming Network and not Sports Entertainment Programming Network. The fix was in, and in my opinion, sports took a definite step back behind entertainment, so much so that if you really look at it today, it's hard to distinguish it from wrestling. And not wrestling, but wrestling, where it looks like the outcome is predetermined before the season starts. And it's so much more about personalities and public relations that they begin to grooming the next generation at the grade school level. I remember when I used to read Sports Illustrated and they started their school watch segment to begin identifying the ones to watch. And shortly after that, AAU blew up in a big way and continues on as the major vehicle through which young players get exposed to the media in high school and college recruiting. Now, I don't like it because I think it's unfair in classes because it's costly for one, and a lot of rural athletes don't even get access to the team for two. I could go on all day, but our guest today is Bruce H. Fort III. He's currently head JV coach and assistant varsity coach at Gwen Park High School in Maryland, where he's been since 2018. He also coached several AAU teams over the years. He's been an educator and a coach in the Washington, D.C. area since 1995. He holds a Bachelor of Science in Physical Education from Albany State University and a Master of Science in Secondary Administration and Education from Bowie State University. Prior to that, he served in the U.S. Army from 1984 to 1993 and was honorably discharged with the rank of captain. Thank you for your service, Bruce. As I mentioned, he's taught and coached in the D.C. area, including Hyattsville Middle School, Kenmore Middle School, Clinton Boys and Girls Club, the 12-year-old boys team, Northwestern High School, where he was the head JV boys coach, an assistant varsity coach when they won the state championship in 2004. He was also the head girls varsity coach at Washington Liberty High School, so he's coached on both sides of the gender line, at Surratt High School, assistant coach for the boys varsity school, Suitland High School head coach varsity and George C. Marshall High School freshman head coach and varsity assistant coach where they won the first district three championship in boys basketball in the history of the school. So we couldn't have a more qualified individual to talk about the many facets and challenges in coaching school sports today. So welcome coach Fort. And before we get into it, please greet the Brothers Talk family. Well, I would just like to thank you for having me and I'm honored to be here on your program. So I said a lot in my opening, so feel free to take issue or to to take up anything that I shared in your thoughts about what some of the challenges are coaching in the AAU environment. Well, uh, some of the challenges, like you have alluded to, uh, AAU is on several levels. Some AAU programs are just solely there to develop children and to give them exposure and experiences needed. Initially, that's why AAU started, but as as it progressed. As you alluded to earlier, a lot of money got into the uh, into the AAU circuit, and people began to identify the top tier athletes all over the country, and they formed a lot of the shoe companies formed what they call the EYB uh, League, which stands for Elite Youth Basketball League, and they began to give uh, the various uh, shoe companies began to give uh, money to certain coaches to attract talent all over the country. And they uh, identify some of the best players and they have tournaments for those players. Now, these are high-level guys. And they're high-level guys early on in their career in, in, the, in the high school, at the high school level. Some of the shoe companies like Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, 
I want to say even Reebok, they all have these grassroots AAU programs where they try to identify players early on and follow them through college. And then if they make it through the pro to the pros, they give them uh, shoe contracts. But I would tell people that, you know, just because you're in one of these programs early on doesn't mean that you're going to be a, a college star or a pro. You have to continue to work. It starts over every year. You're good in high school. You got to work double as hard to be good in college. And then if you're fortunate enough to make it to the pros, you got to work double as hard to be good there. Uh, lastly, I would state that to student athletes who are looking to play on the AAU team, you want to look for the AAU team that's going to give you the most experience. You playing with these elite level teams may not be what's best for you to sit on the bench or, or get very little playing time. You need to be on a team that what, that's going to have you on the court where you can get uh, 20 or 30 games under your belt in the summer. And that should give you more experience and also give you some exposure. Um, so I would always tell the youth to find an AAU team that is good for them. It's like choosing the college you want to attend. Everybody shouldn't go to a certain school. You've got to find the right college that fits you where you're comfortable and where you can um, excel and get all the help that you need. You know, Bruce, you know, there are some positives about the AAU. But to me, one of the biggest negatives is that because of the way it's organized, you know, if you're not, like you said, an elite player that they've identified early in the sixth grade or fifth grade or whenever, whenever they identify these players, if you're not one of those guys, if you're not, you know, six eight, six ten, where where people are going to give you an opportunity, and you may be just an average type player, and you're a late bloomer, but because you're not playing in an AAU system, you're not getting an opportunity to continue to develop your game like we did when we were growing up on the on the on the schoolyard. Because these other guys are playing AAU basketball year round. So, what do you say to a player, a person like that, where the family can't afford for them to? to pay for them to be on the AAU team, you know, because of the travel involved, because of all the other expenses involved. What do you say about to a parent or a student who don't have those opportunities like the elite players? Uh, that's a very good question. What I would say to them first and foremost is you can play AAU. And again, you're going to get a lot of experience. You'll see a lot of, you, you know, you'll play against a lot of other good players, but to me, to, to, to get to properly developed, um, you need to practice alone. You know, uh, playing in an AAU game, playing in all those games is not going to help your free throw percentage in, improve. It's not going to help your baseline drive improve. It's not going to help your dribbling with your offhand improve. So I would tell them, first and foremost, development improvement comes when it's just you, the basketball, and a basket, and you're working on your game specifically. You know, you're working on learning how to shoot free throws better. You're working on how to shoot a three better. Um, you're working on how to drive the ball better. You know, and I, I often tell players, you know, when you're talking about offensively, what is a good player? A good player is a person who can drive left and right. They can score inside. They can score outside. You know, they're a good defensive player. Whatever needs to be done, they have the capability or the desire to do that and get it done. So, you know, that mentality uh, that working on your game alone, um, that's to me, that's more important because eventually, you know, there's going to always be a guy who's six, eight, six, ten, and they can get away with that in high school because no, the majority of the players that they play against are not six, eight or six, ten. So they got great numbers. They look good. 
and they help their high school team win. So naturally, coaches are gonna gonna cling to those type players. But there are other players that you know may not be as tall, but they are as skilled. And so I would tell parents to work on the skill development. It's nothing more important than skill development. And uh, if you're at a good high school program and you got a good coach and you're working hard, the coaching fraternity is very close knit. And if certain coaches call a college coach and they talk about, hey, here's a person of character. They have good grades. Here is numbers. This person would be ideal for your program. A lot of times coaches, they listen, whether it be on the Division three or two or the Division one level, they will listen. So that's what I would that's what I would tell them. You know, I, I'm almost a little confused here because if I had a, a son and he was playing basketball, um, I would and he had a good high school coach. I don't really see the need for AAU because if you wanted to work on your skills and everything you just told us, why couldn't you just go to a summer camp for basketball and have have really professional or, or great athletes who hold, have these summer camps, you know, teach you? I, I don't really understand the need for parents to pay money to play in a league that's not developing the basic skills. Well, your point is well taken. Um, it, it works like this. You have one mother or father saying, now, how did you get your son a college scholarship? Well, they was on, he was on this XYAU team and they traveled around. He got a lot of experience and, you know, he got a scholarship. Well, so that goes around. And so everybody's trying to get their child on the AAU team. But the reality of it is this. Whether that kid played AAU or not, if he is as good as advertised, you know, uh, he's going to get a college scholarship. I'll tell you a quick story. You saw there that I was at Northwestern High School when I first began my high school career. And there was a gentleman by the name of Jeff Green. Jeff Green, uh, I taught him at Hyattsville Middle School. So I knew him as a seventh grader and an eighth grader. And he was about 6'1", 6'2". And I ran the intramural program. Uh, at at Hyattsville Middle School. And I noticed that Jeff was tall and he was just a good basketball player. Not a good post player, but a good basketball player. Later on, after he finished his Hyattsville Middle School, the feeder school was Northwestern High School. Uh, his ninth grade year, uh, he didn't play basketball, but he was 6'5". His 10th grade year, he became about 6'6". And I was a JV coach and we'd have open gym, you know, and Jeff was initially going to play JV basketball. Yeah. And he got better and got better. And by the time November 15th rolled around, he was a, a starter on the varsity and he got better and better. He did not play AAU basketball until the summer, I want to say, of his junior year in high school. But by that time, Georgetown's coach had already come over and started looking at him and coming to our games. And But he hadn't signed yet because he was ensuring that his academics were together. But eventually that became together and he signed with Georgetown. And after that, they went to the final four and boom, he's off to, to the professional ranks. The point I'm making is that if you are a good player, in most cases, parents don't know this, but if you're a good player in the, in the times that we live and everything that's going on with, with social media, you will be found if you're a good, if you're a good basketball player. So, one of the things we also talked about was the fundamentals of the game and how it seems that it's now more about money and personality. Cause I, I've personally seen parents who've gone out and hired publicists for their kids to get that kind of exposure that talent really wouldn't have brought them. So, you know, it's about these uh, kids who don't necessarily have all the ability, but they get 
all oppressed and and as like we talked about earlier is how there's this fraternity of coaches who uh, share information. A lot of times it comes secondhand through like, you know, the, like I said, a lot of social media accounts. But one of the other things that really uh, I'd like to get your opinion on is what do you think of the parochial schools that, and these private schools that recruit out of the neighborhoods? Cause you know, it wasn't that long ago when, you know, some of these neighborhoods would have a generational talent. And when that generational talent grew up there, that gave a sense of pride to the entire community. And it really made a difference. And now when you get one of those kids, well, these parochial schools and private schools come and recruit them right out of there. And I think it has an adverse effect on that neighborhood because they missed that chance of that sort of local pride. That's 100 percent correct. Um, You know, again, you know, it's like the rich getting richer for the most part. And that does take away from the from the public schools. Over the years, I've looked and, you know, sometimes talent will go back and forth between the public and private schools. But the private schools, you know, are known for coming into a certain neighborhood, like you say, and picking what they want and bringing it, you know, to give them more accolades to make their situation look better. Uh, What has to happen is, you know, that public school has to also start, in my opinion, tooting their horn about what they do well, you know, because, Students who, who, who go to the public school, they have success. Public schools, uh, students attend Ivy League schools and, and tend, attend great state universities. So the public school has to really try to combat that, get out and almost like re-recruit the people who live in their community to inform them and let them know that, hey, a good education is right here in your neighborhood. Uh, good basketball, good sports are right here in your neighborhood. And, uh, you know, don't be swindled by, per se, you know, going somewhere off, you know, paying tuition or maybe they might even give you uh, a little money for your tuition to come go with us. So, again, it's about education. The public school has to be willing to combat, for the lack of a better word, uh, those private schools that are coming in trying to steal their players because that, that has happened over the years. There you have it. And our thanks to coach and educator Bruce Ford III. And we wish you much success and good luck going forward. And we look forward to keeping track of your season. Our positive black experience of the week. Uh, Eddie George is the new head football coach at Tennessee State University and HBCU in Nashville and following in the footsteps of Deion Sanders at Jackson State University. We've already seen some top flight talent change their minds and decommit from some historically white colleges and universities to go play for these two Hall of Famers. And hopefully they'll be joined by many more, as I'm sure you're going to see more Tennessee State games on national TV, just like the Jackson State games this year, which means the money will follow. So thanks again to our Brothers Talk family. And remember to check out the hour long The Brothers Talk show airing Saturday and Sunday on the TV streaming service M24 News at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Remember, if you have an idea for a show or want to share your thoughts, let us know. Also, don't forget to follow us at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and like our Facebook page. And a quick reminder that if you also want to share more of your thoughts with us in The Brothers Talk family, there's The Brothers Talk group on Facebook. Finally, if you want more information about our 12-point relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide plan or to give us direct feedback, show ideas, or questions, you can email us at thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. God bless you all for your time and your support, and you always have our absolute commitment that we'll never take it or you for granted. 
So remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.